Me, DJ Susie. All right, Dudley. Make yours like mine. Raleigh's next book was on the subject of a condition he called a Heinsbergen syndrome. Where's that red one going to go? Done. Good, very good. <laughs> My goodness. How interesting. How bizarre. My baloney has a first name. It's O S C A R. My baloney has a second name. It's M E Y E R. Oh, I love to eat it every day. And if you ask me why, I'll say that Oscar Mayer has a way with B O L O G N A. Do you like my car, Dirk? What? I mean, yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to, you know, it, I wanted to make sure you thought it was cool or else I was going to take it back. Oh. Yeah. It's great, Scotty. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Scotty. I love you. I really yeah, love you. I love you. you too, Scotty. Okay. Yeah, let's go back inside, okay? All right. I'll, all right. Seems that the wrong of the gods got a punch on the nose and it's starting to flow. I think I might be sinking. Throw me a line if I reach you in time. Meet you up there at the path run straight. And what Malcolm X said when he got silenced by Elijah Muhammad was in fact true. America's chickens. are coming home to roost. We took this country by terror. And this loneliness won't leave me alone. And it's like kissing my kitten in the belly. The softness of the reward that we'll get. Yes, I know. That's right.
Mercoides, Trigorum Saintis D. Traguna, Mercoides, Trigorum Saintis D. Remember that? Stuff's gonna start flying around. Bed knobs and broomsticks, bro. Come on, bro. Oh, let's do this. From the Winslow Tea Broadcast booth in cold Bushwick, Brooklyn, I'm John Reed. This is Radio Free Brooklyn, and you're listening to Race to the Bottom, baby. We got a big one today. The Bob Ball will be calling in later from Politico. Can't wait. Can't believe this is happening. New day. New day. New dude. In the history of this show. So exciting. My opening monologue, as always, is sponsored by Winslow Tea. Because that's how you know it's Winslow. I'm drinking this right now. Watch this. Mmm. Mmm. That's a big swig. Swig and tough. Better than puff and tough. Please hashtag your tea drinking experiences with hashtag how you know, not how you know. It's been a lot of fake news on the how you know hashtag how about that mashup guys anyway or not anyway but um sidebar that's the word I was looking for sidebar the music you're hearing in the background you might if you're a hip hop head like me you might be like oh that's the that's the sample that the Fugees used on left right left right time to settle the score right but it's Simondi with Dove 70's jam band kind of deal good heard this in this wine bar I'd like to go to yeah I'm, I'm cool go to wine bars now get ready for my Bob Ball interview have some shabli. Okay, sidebar is over. The mashup. This whole mishmash. This loneliness won't leave me alone. I had that line in my head. I was like, what is that from? It's from sitting on the dock of the bay, man. It's not a joke, man. Otis Redding. He says this loneliness won't leave me alone. A good line. I want to just sample that line. Like, you made it a hot line, I made it a hot song. Who said that? Jay-Z about Nas. Dead presidents. I'm out for dead presidents to represent me. 
Gotta put that in the mashup. And I now I can, because I can access Jay-Z on uh, the internet. The ban has been lifted. The um, title ban. We heard from Royal Tenenbaums. I don't even know if I'm going to need to do a whole Royal Tenenbaums show, because I'm basically going to play the whole movie in clips in these mashups. How fascinating, how bizarre, or how interesting, how bizarre, I think he said. Dudley. Heisenberg syndrome. Sad. We heard from David Sedaris doing his amazing Billie Holiday impression. Sounds just like her. Reminds me, one of my New Year's resolutions is I want to get a good Ella Fitzgerald. We'll see how that pans out. We heard from Boogie Nights, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. Such an idiot. I'm such an idiot. He tries to come on to Dirk Diggler, show him his car. Such a good scene. We heard the bridge of going to California. Seemed that the bus got a burn, got a punch on the nose, and it's starting to flow. I think I might be sinking. We <laughs> good memory of that from uh, going on a canoe trip with my dad and my brother on the Shenandoah. I think it was somewhere in Virginia, and our canoe got inundated. My brother said, I think I might be sinking. We had like a a little cassette player. We were listening to Led Zeppelin and Van Morrison and stuff on the canoe. I was reading a book on that canoe and this because I it was the summer and I was had procrastinated doing my summer reading. So I was cramming this book. I can't remember what book it was. And this redneck who had like a cooler full of beer and was in an inner tube looked over at me and said, Gotta enjoy the nature. Get your nose out of the book, man. I didn't have time because we were floating by so fast on our canoe. I didn't have time to tell him, hey, man, I've been enjoying summer all the the whole summer. I gotta, gotta catch up on my summer reading, bro. We heard from... Reverend Wright. You remember Reverend Wright? America's chickens are coming home to roost. We thought he was so crazy. But, uh, I don't know. I think he might be right. About America's chickens and their roosting habits. I know what you're all asking. This is such a big show, but is this is it scalable? We've asked this before. Is Race to the Bottom scalable? Could there be Race to the Bottoms in other <laughs> markets? I'd say, yeah, this is scalable. Let me give you the scoop. It's scalable. That's the real scoop. Happy New Year's. This is the last time. You can't say Happy New Year's anymore. This is the last one. But if you're just tuning in after a little hiatus, 
didn't catch our freestyle show or our first show back, I welcome you to 2020. I've got one more New Year's res. I'm going to learn how to spell rhythm on the first try. Put that first H in there after the R. I'm an English teacher and I'm 40 years old. You think I could spell... And, I, and I was, I'm a musician. You think I could spell rhythm. This is, this is the year it's going down, guys. So before we run pell-mell into one heck of a show... I, I want to give my condolences to uh, one of my radio brethren. We've we've given him a bit of the business on this show. This guy, Pete Callender. I've talked about him before. He's a conservative radio host in Western North Carolina. Who, uh, who lost his... <laughs> He lost his show this week. And uh, I don't want to gloat. I'm sorry I laughed just then. This guy uh, he's not a fan of me. I'm not a fan of, of him, but I can still honestly say that, Pete, it stinks that you lost your show. It uh, has a lot to do with the fact that you were on a iHeartRadio uh, I corporate station and uh corporations stink man maybe you'll uh maybe you'll stick up for the little guy a little bit more after this but probably not oh bremer and mccoy thank you guys like pete galliner would rather be aggrieved Aggrieved against the libs. Own the libs, right? Corporations are fine. It's the libs. We're so irrational. We're just driven by our emotions. But seriously, Pete, if you're listening to this, I I did... Facebook Pete Callender and told him to call into the show. So if you want to call in now, he said I'm 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 not that desperate. But maybe uh maybe he's changed his tune. Maybe he had a come to Jesus moment, a a Saul of Tarsus falling off the donkey moment. Pete, if you're there, seven one eight nine two eight nine seven three two. We can talk about uh the libs. You can own me. But uh, speaking of owning things, I'm going to own our next segment. It's something we call uh, Recommended around these parts. It's a recommendation. My wife was out of town last week, and she doesn't like cringe comedy. So when she's out of town... When I'm when I'm uh, out of town or or out late, my wife watches British crime dramas. When she's out of town, I watch cringe comedy. Watch some Nathan Fielder. 
all the good stuff. I watched the entire uh, fourth season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'd never seen the whole thing. I'd seen parts. But I recommend it, man. It's the whole thing is uh, Larry. Larry! Larry's... uh, Mel Brooks wants Larry to be in The Producers. And Mel Brooks is a, a kind of a guest star for the whole season. I love Mel Brooks. Do a whole Mel Brooks episode of Race to the Bottom. Watch all the movies, pull clips. That'd be fun. You know, do that. Do it, do it while he can still smell the roses, right? Guy's still kicking at it. 90-something. So, yeah. There's a new season of Curb out now. Larry David's been on, on all the shows talking about Curb and talking about Bernie. I'm excited. It looks good. I also recommend The Two Popes. It's on Netflix. It's about the two popes. Anthony Hopkins playing the the uh, Nazi pope and then uh, this guy I'd, I'd never seen before. His name's like Jonathan Davis or something. Playing Pope Francis. It's good. It's well acted. Interesting uh, history. I think I'm going to be a pope. But the whole the whole uh, background about I had read I'd read something about this, but a lot of why Pope Francis is is been such like a such a fighter, so woke, is because he uh, he he's dealing with some guilt because he you know there was the all the disappearances and the and the the horrible political and military. Up, upheaval with uh, Perón and Allende in Argentina, and he he felt like he didn't he didn't do his part. He let it happen, and that's dramatized in in the uh, in the show. It's dang dang good, dang good. Jonathan Scales coming on. This is a. Uh, one of my favorite of his tunes. We talked about this in our interview. This is a uh, let's listen to a little bit of Longest December and then I got a couple other tunes to play before we uh get into the uh political checkup. We got a lot of politics to do today. I was coming up big debate, all this controversy with with Bernie and Warren. We got some good stuff, but uh Longest December, John Scales and then another round of sound. And this is brought to you by our Drive to Five. We're, we're almost, it's almost makes five years that that Radio Free Brooklyn has, has been on the air. And we need your help to uh, really make this thing sustainable. You can go uh, go go to the website. I mean, you're on the website unless you're listening on the app. If you're not on the app, get the app. It, it's a lot easier to, to listen to. But then go on the website and uh, hit that donate button. This is uh, Freeform Radio. We've got like 80 shows. So many good shows on this on this station. Crime Talk BK, Mothers of Connection, 
the new show Blue Yorker. This morning I was listening to that. Terzell. Our R&B and hip hop. Got famous dead people. We've got oral medication. Arena. We got it's it's so much uh so much good stuff on here, but we we need your support. So um please do so. Okay. Let's listen to some music, man. It's not a joke. If you'd like to listen to RFB when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone and Android, available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Also, please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Radio Free Brooklyn is proud to announce that we have launched an after-school program for teenagers to learn media literacy through media making using a hands-on approach guided by local professionals. If you'd be interested in participating or donating to this program, please go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash afterschool. And remember, all donations are tax-deductible.
special person A feeling deep in your soul Says you are half now your whole No more hunger and thirst But first be a person who needs Does this sound familiar? Can I get a large coffee? Yeah, do you want room for cream? This is Bethany from A Room for Cream, where we focus on the cream so you don't have to. Yeah, we've got 1%, 2%, half and half, and whole and whole. But we also have soy milk, almond milk, cashew milk, coconut milk, rice milk, oat milk, and flax milk. But it keeps on coming. We also can lighten your coffee with milk from other animals, like goat's milk. Camel's milk, buffalo milk, yak milk, horse milk, donkey milk, sheep's milk, reindeer milk, and giraffe milk. Come and see us in the city, on the Upper East Side, and Chelsea, or our Brooklyn locations, in Brooklyn Heights and Crown Heights. Or stop by our new locations in Queens, in Forest Hills, and Astoria. That's why they call us a room for cream. See you at the shop. called quest off beats rhymes in life i had that cassette in my old pontiac grand safari that i inherited from i think everybody in my family drove that station wagon at at some point and i had that i had that thing in my uh in my tape player for just on repeat before that barbara streisand yeah barbara streisand into uh Tribe Called Quest with a, a little shout out to Room for Cream, which continues to support the show in, in so many ways. Uh, you know, I contain multitudes. I think I've said it before. Compromises when nobody's happy. <laughs> so I don't think uh, I don't think anybody would be happy with that. That mix, except for me. People off of off of her first record, Barbara Streisand. 
before I launch into the political checkup, I just wanted to give a shout out to my buddy Vance, uh, who is still on Asheville FM in Asheville, North Carolina. This week, he got the great Chris Smither in studio and did a great interview with him. I know my buddy Tom Demena, friend of the show, was excited about that. Um, Chris Smither is a amazing songwriter, wrote stuff for Bonnie Raitt and the whole gang, and also does a very funny guy, big inspiration. Um, so check that out. Why don't you go to AshevilleFM.org? I think it is something like that. Just type in Asheville FM to the, you know, you can, you can Google stuff. You don't need to have the dot, whatever it is, dot net, dot org. I'm sure just <laughs> get like really mad about that all of a sudden. Okay. <sighs> I'm so excited for this. Um, we got Bob Ball calling in in a second, but I'm, I'm just going to get the ball rolling. <laughs> Pardon the pun, but first let's hear from, um, our friend, your friend, Johnny from Johnny's Automotive before we launch into the political checkup. Uh, winter is, is approaching. It's going to start snowing here in, in New York, uh, this afternoon. Heed Johnny's advice, people. Check your wiper blades. Can they stand up to an ice storm? The cold weather is now upon us. Is your car prepared? Hi, I'm Johnny from Johnny's Automotive. At Johnny's, we worry about things and check them for you so you don't have to worry about them and check them. What about your wiper blades? Can they stand up to an ice storm? How's your heater doing? Have you checked it recently? What about your brakes? At Johnny's, we make sure that your car is ready to do the job and fight hard against Jack Frost and his wintry mix of friends. Come on down to the corner of Crisco Road and Popular Creek. At Johnny's, we do it right and then check it. That's Johnny's way. See you soon. Like clockwork. <sighs> okay. So we got a, we got a lot of uh, stuff to cover here. I wanted to start out the, this political checkup with, uh, and I guess this will all be all be filed under the both. Both what in the crap and who do you want to win and who's going to win. File it under both. What in the crap? What in the crap? Who do you want to win and who? Gonna win. Like that? File under both. So I wanted to start out with, uh, you know, there, there was this debate this past week on CNN. You've heard of CNN, right? It's just a wonderful news news outlet. They had this debate, and they were spoiling for this fight between Bernie and Warren, Liz and Sanders. But who skated by unscathed? Yes, you you guessed it. No joke, man. Folks, 
Joe Biden. So maybe because of that, I wanted to just play something that I thought was crazy. This is from a little while ago, but I had to pull this clip because I kept thinking about it. This is from a, a thing that um, our friend, friend of the show, Michael Barbaro, has been doing on The Daily, the New York Times podcast, where he's been going through, and it's called The Candidates. They do a little retrospective. And this is about uh, Joe Biden. And I never realized, he, they talk about how Joe Biden was instrumental in the um, the crime bill of 90, I always get it wrong, 94, 92, 96, what was it? Somebody text me, what it was the crime bill? What year? Anyway, man, just just check this out. How does this sound now? They start with mandatory minimums. You get caught, you go to jail. Which places a baseline amount of time that someone has to spend in prison for a drug crime. Where we don't allow judges' discretion to sentence people. They also create a sentencing disparity between crack and powder cocaine, which are the same drug, just one is cheaper and more widely available. It meant that people who were caught using crack, the more street-level version, were treated more harshly by the criminal justice system than people who were caught using powder cocaine. If you have a piece of crack cocaine, no bigger than this quarter that I'm holding in my hand, one quarter of one dollar, you go to jail for five years. You get no probation. Judge doesn't have a choice. That's nice. Mandatory minimums. Judge doesn't have a choice. Five years for crack. And we and we wonder why our, our prisons are filled up with black men. So that's, I thought that that was fun. CNN would never bring that up. But uh, maybe the, uh, I, I feel like, um, what was his name? He dropped out. Oh, we didn't play the, uh, just made a friend. We didn't play Cory Booker off the show or off the island. I felt like Cory Booker was good at digging into Biden. Well, he'll probably endorse Biden anyway. Okay. So, yeah, there's every, everybody knows the whole story. It's a he said, she said. Bernie supposedly told Warren in a conversation 14 years ago that a woman couldn't beat Trump. Which... By the way, I've never heard anyone else say that. Right? But he says he didn't say it or or it was misconstrued. But they're talking about how this 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 pack of friendship is crumpled. So everybody was was waiting for the tension to break out into a full-on war. Between friends, the family feud, as as a lot of reporters called it, and it and it happened. Maybe we'll talk to Bob Ball about what he thought about that. But it was it was awkward. I'm not going to lie. It's very awkward. But but uh, let's 
let's not lose the forest for the trees. Let's let's talk about some other things that happened. First thing that I thought was pretty amazing is uh, Bernie gave us a shout out. Here, this was uh, from early in the in the debate. Um, he did it in his own way, but but we got a little RTTB shout out. Check this out. NAFTA, PNTR with China, other trade agreements were written for one reason alone, and that is to increase the profits of large multinational corporations as part of the race to the bottom. I am sick and tired and will not tolerate. People, I was just listening to this interview with Rebecca Traster about how, who wrote a great thing about the Bernie Warren kerfuffle in The Cut. Just talking about how Bernie gets to be mad and Warren doesn't. He's sick and tired. How, how often does he say sick and tired? But then Warren's kind of embracing her anger, which, you know, might might be good. But in any event, thank you. Uh, thank you to Bernie for the shout out. I don't want to play this radio head right now. The hell is that doing there? Here we go. Sorry. But then Warren, I don't know if you know this, but she has three brothers who are in the military. And um, I couldn't believe it. Where was that clip? She's got three dang brothers in the military. And she also... Talk about... We've brought it up before. The mamas and daddies. And I think about how many women of my generation just got knocked off the track and never got back on. How many of my daughter's generation get knocked off the track and don't get back on? How many mamas and daddies today are getting knocked off the track and never get back on? Biden should have, or uh, Bernie should have said that somebody who says mamas and daddies can't beat Trump. Omelette bar, sorry. But... Warren brought up this idea of us being in the sandwich generation, which I'd never heard of before. I'm in the sandwich generation, guys. Which means, my wife, my wife's smarter than I am. She explained it to me. It means that we're going to be supporting our parents and our kids. We're having kids later in life. Our parents are living longer. So we're going to be sandwiched right in there like a like some smoked turkey. I don't think Bob Ball's going to call. All right, I'll just keep doing this myself. Um then we had the CIA agent uh Pete Buttigieg. Oh my god. Race to the bottom. Why won't it pick up? Race to the bottom. Race to the bottom. John, this is Bob Ball. Oh my goodness. Political analyst. Bob Ball. I was worried you weren't going to call. 
Well, right. John, it's a pleasure to be with you today. Oh, th- thank you so much. Uh, so, for the, you mind if I do just a little background on on your career and what people would know you from? Sure, John. Please, thank you. Uh, so, everybody, Bob Ball. Bob Ball. A lot of the thinking I first. Oh, I'm I'm nervous. I'm sorry. A lot of the thinking that you know the electoral map that Trump always shows with the the uh, all the red states in the center and then the the coastal blues. Bob Ball kind of did a lot of the uh, kind of thinking challenging that the, our preconceptions of of what the electoral map meant. And I heard him read him and heard him on podcast uh, and and read him in Politico and. Uh, you really challenged a lot of of my thinking about electoral politics and the electoral college, and uh, that's kind of how I got to know you. But uh, your writing for Politico has been, uh, you know, unparalleled, and I just can't believe you're you're calling into the show. It's an honor. Well, John, it's really my pleasure. I've been lucky and honored and privileged to be. Uh, working in one way or another as a political analyst, as you know, since 1967 when I was a correspondent for ABC News. And now I'm happy to be live on the scene in Iowa. Oh, you're I'm happy to report to you what I'm seeing on the ground. (laughs) I didn't realize you're in Iowa. That's that's awesome. So you're kind of like our Iowa correspondent. That's great. Yes, I'm Bob Ball. Uh, Yes, Bob Ball, everybody. So, uh. So, Bob, I was just kind of talking uh, just to kind of fill you in. I, I played a little thing about Biden's uh, role in the 94 crime bill. I talked about the whole kind of fight, infighting between uh, Bernie and Warren that everybody's been talking about. And I was about to dig into uh, Mayor Pete a little bit. Um, thoughts on any of those topics? Well, sure, John. What I'm hearing on the ground as I talk to people in Iowa about Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren is there is a growing feeling here that they're actually two separate people. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes there's a lot of confusion about that because their policies are so similar. But what we actually have emerging is a dynamic in which Two separate people want to be president. Mm, mm -hmm. And voters are having a hard time understanding this. But the reality is only one of them can be president in this country at a time. And voters are going to have to decide who they prefer. And now what we've got is both Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren wanting to be president. Now, which Mm -hmm. one of them will be president? The voters will decide. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's that puts a lot of of my thinking into context. I appreciate that. Yeah. So um, so we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that in, in a moment. But I wanted to get to uh, to Mayor Pete. There, there's some talk on Twitter. I guess it's maybe hyperbole that people uh, there's are starting to say they think Mayor Pete is a CIA secret CIA agent. Have you heard that on the ground? Well, people on the ground, and let me just explain here. When I, when I mean on the ground, so I'm here at a lovely Holiday Inn monitoring the situation on the ground very closely from the comfort of my hotel room. Now, I try not to go outside because it's very cold here. Yeah, I've heard. But luckily, 
Luckily, our partner organizations at CNN and Fox News and MSNBC provide a lot of insightful insights about what people out there are saying. Mm -hmm. And one of the things people out there are saying is they don't know how to pronounce Mayor Pete's last name. Okay. Which is why people call him Mayor Pete. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that might be uh, prohibitive for some voters if they can't they can't pull the lever if they can't pull the uh, you know say the name that's right john there's many things that could be prohibitive about voters voting many voters do not know who to vote for mhm <laughs> okay um so yeah let me play a, a little clip that surprised me about uh mayor pete um he said, he said he had a first, this was his first pushback. Um, uh, people were saying his plan was small. And uh, hopefully you can hear this clip and, and come on it, comment on it. Sorry. Nope. Sorry. Sorry. Technical difficulties here, Bob. Here we go. It's just not true that the plan I'm proposing is small. You want me to play that again? Well, it's a fascinating clip, John, and I think your listeners really need to listen to it again to understand it. Okay, here we go. It's just not true that the plan I'm proposing is small. A lot of people have said Pete Buttigieg talks to the audience like they're a, a naughty uh, puppy. Have you heard that on the ground? Well, the thing I hear on the ground from my hotel room, John, is that Many of the candidates, including Mayor Pete, do have different plans. And by that, what I mean is that they want to actually do different things mm -hmm. if they're president. Now, people are having a hard time understanding what the plans are. Yes. So the candidates have a hard time explaining what these plans are. And the thing that they're all trying to do is to jockey to see who has the better plan and who can explain that plan the best. Totally, totally. So, and that can be kind of exhausting, which leads us to our next clip. I thought that this was an interesting way to frame, frame things. This, was, this is how Mayor Pete summed up his argument. If you were watching this at home and you were exhausted, go to PeteForAmerica.com and join me in this effort. So he's saying if you're exhausted, you should uh, buy all this. You should go to his website. Also interesting that people need to feel like they need to give their websites out, like someone can't uh, use Google. Well, the thing about this particular presidential race that we've never seen before, John, is it is happening in the midst of a technological revolution in which there are new tools called the internet, mm -hmm. in which its candidate is trying to take advantage of by having a website. Now, each website is different depending on the candidate, mm -hmm. and each website has a different address, and each candidate is trying to get potential voters to go to their own particular website mm -hmm. to convince voters to true, vote for them. True, true. No, you're, you're right. You're right. Um, so uh, that's, those are the, uh, the incisive quotes that I pulled from um, Mayor, Mayor Pete. And you, you, so, Bob, you, you can neither— you just don't want to get into whether he's a CIA agent? Well, John, what I can tell you with absolute certainty is that 
some people do in fact think he's a CIA agent, while others do not share that view. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's that's helpful. Um, so I want to do something a little different. A lot of people didn't even notice that this guy was uh, on the stage, but I was interested in this guy. Uh, they call the Stybone, uh, or some people are calling him Styrefire. Tom Steyer. Did you know he was on the stage? I did see him once or twice on the stage. Yeah. I can confirm he is one of the presidential okay. candidates running that's, for president. That's helpful. I wasn't sure if if I needed confirmation on that. I uh, I had an idea if he did, if this doesn't work out. You remember the show Win Ben Stein's Money back back in the day? Uh, it was like a game show, and you could win Ben Stein's money. No, John, I was too busy analyzing presidential politics. Okay, well, I think Tom Steyer could do a reboot of that, win Tom Steyer's money. But anyway, um, Tom Steyer has a similar kind of uh, delivery. He doesn't seem like he's talking to a, a naughty puppy. He's more like he's talking to someone, and he's not under uh, sure if you understand English. Um, he talks very slow and kind of enunciates as if um, he, you you might just say, no hablo inglés, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. So this was an interesting, th- this is, was his opening remarks here, which I thought was an inter- interesting tact. Here's, here's Tom Steyer's opening remarks. You don't like me, and I don't like you. Did you hear when he said that, Bob? Yes, John. Yes. It's a fascinating approach running for president. And you have to understand, John, most presidential candidates want to be liked. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's one of the key things that influence voting behavior. Mm -hmm. Now, will Tom Sayers' uh, position here, Steyer, that's right, again, it's hard to really know who he is. Yeah, exactly. But again, we do have confirmation. Okay. Politico now, can confirm is, that? Yes. Okay. Now, his approach is to not be liked. Now, we'll have to see if this works for him or not. You, you think the voters will decide, maybe? Well, the voters will decide. Okay. And uh, did you see uh, a lot of this was blowing up on Twitter? He had like a like a weird... It's almost like that movie Pie. He had some crazy stuff scrawled on his hand. Uh, during the debate, and they some people did some close-ups of that. Were you able to uh, decipher what he had written on his hand? Well, John, I can't confirm or deny that he had something written on his mm-hmm. hand, but I will say that uh, in talking to Ace behind the scenes, some say he did and some say he didn't. Okay. okay. Um Interesting. So, and then here was Tom Steyer's close. He basically, they gave him an opening uh, argument and a closing argument. Again, here was the opening. I just think this bears repeating because I've just never heard a politician just have this blunt of an approach. You don't like me and I don't like you. That's all he said at the beginning of the debate. Um, And then again, here's, here's his closing debate, which I thought was strange. And I want to tell you how I feel about the American people. Look, I played team sports my entire life. 
The bond between teammates is deep and emotional and full of love. And as far as I'm concerned, the American people are my teammates. And if there's one thing I will not permit, it is someone to run down the field and kick my teammate in the face. And that is exactly what I've seen over the last seven years, traveling around this country, seeing these Republicans led by Mr. Trump, basically kicking the American people in the face. Um, do you, Bob Ball, Politico yes, senior analysis, do you feel like people are running down the field and kicking each other in the face? Well, John, it's, it's hard to say. Now, what you, what you see this uh, unusual presidential candidate doing is talking about sports. Now, mm -hmm. is sports the same thing as politics? Now, some people say there are similarities, but other people say they are actually two completely different things. Mm -hmm. Now, will talking about sports work to his advantage in a political context? We will have to see. Yeah, I guess the voters will decide that one. Um, so the voters will decide. Yes, the, the voters will decide. Um, so I'm sure you've had a million people ask you about this, but the, the debate ended, and I'm not going to bring up the handshake. Um, something else happened. I think that this got overshadowed. Here was Bernie's final uh, you know, closing argument, and this I just want to know what you think about this. I've never seen something like this before. Or heard, you know, seen or heard. Here we go. It's been a good debate, but we haven't asked the major question. Who let the dogs out? 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 So that was the that was Bernie's closing. He did the "Who let the dogs out" thing. What 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 do you feel about that, Bob? Well, John, it raises interesting questions, such as who did let the dogs out? Now, if voters blame Bernie for letting the dogs out, mm -hmm. they may or may not reward him by voting for him. Now, if voters think someone else let the dogs out, yes. they may or may not reward them by voting for them or not. It's true. It's true, and I, I, I thank you so much for for these kind of this insight. It's I, you know, we need help, kind of parsing all of this political, you know, these ins and outs, and, and nobody can do it like you. So, Bob, before I let you go, let, last thought is is the uh, is Warren's gambit of of bringing uh, this whole kind of woman win argument up right before I was it going to work or is it going to falter? Well, John, it's a good question. And we're still waiting to see how it polls now that finally voters have been given a glimpse into the newly released revelation that Elizabeth Warren is in fact not only a different person than Bernie mm -hmm. Sanders, but is in fact a woman Yes, while he is a man. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to have to see how that plays out and see how voters decide. Well, from your lips to God's ears, uh, Bob Ball, uh, I hope this is not the last time that um, we hear from you. And I thank you profusely for uh, being part of the show today. 
thanks, John. This has been Bob Ball, Senior Politico Political Analyst, signing off. Wow. Oh, my goodness. We'll close the show with Calexico. I hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you next week. And uh, Crime Talk BK is coming up. Bye. Yeah, say it's all right. Well, I won't forget all the times I waited patiently for you. And you'll do just what you choose to do. You know that I could be in love with almost everyone And I think that people are the greatest fun And I will be alone again tonight, my dear Thank you.